This episode of the Council of the First Ones was recorded on May 16, 2021. Welcome to a supersized Council of the First Ones. I'm Kelly. Joining me today is Sean and David. We're skipping intros because this was an OMG week for Master fans. Yeah, it was. I mean, it started off with hitting the faking formation and just kept getting better and better and better. I'll just say first that I just got in the mail my PowerCon book bundle, and I am so happy. I cannot wait to open it up. Oh, oh, I know. Mine came in, too. In fact, the UPS driver asked if I was having bricks delivered. I said, no, two books. (laughs) Yeah, so heavy. Oh, my gosh. He's like, I'm really getting to hate these special deliveries that you've been getting lately. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was the same guy that dropped off my Snake Mountain. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'm like, I'm like it's going to slow up for a little while. You're, you're getting your reputation, eh? <laughs> well, if the toys are easier to find in the store, then you wouldn't have to order them online. Yes. <laughs> but, come on. PowerCon exclusives are out of this world. I need someone who's going because they need to pick up a set for me. I'll I'll pick up a set for you. I mean, I don't know which one I'm more excited about. I mean, we have the Horde Ultimate Pack with Filmation or Lou Horde Act. Dark Grizzlore, two different horde troopers whose chests open. It does have the action feature. That's the first one. That got me hyped. Then Faker and Copycat, or I believe they're Duplicat. I don't like Copycat better. Well, they can get into that discussion. Like that. Then the Castle Grayskull Origins expansion pack with the great, the dungeon great, with a posable creature coming out. The robot, and it looks like it's articulated, and the spirit Mm -hmm. of Grayskull. That's exactly the kind of things that hardcore fans want. Is yeah. you know that that deep cut like Castle Grayskull? Oh my gosh! Anything to do with the mini comics, basically. I mean, it. I feel like it's it's uh, the perfect accessory set for Castle Grayskull by far. I agree. That was uh, I, for me loving the 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 vintage and the the mini comics. Like like David was saying, it's like 
you know, when I saw that, I, I actually like, I did like a triple take because I'm like, they actually did it. <laughs> they finally, you know, it's like that that whole meme. You actually did it, you sob. You know, it's yeah. like you you did the spirit of Grayskull. And I, <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I wanted to have that on top of of my Grayskull when I was playing because that was that mm-hmm. was my happy place. You know, the the Alcala mini comic uh, versions and stuff and. Yeah, it's 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 glorious to see that for the first time in forty freaking years at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what was missing from the classic castle. Mm-hmm. I wish it was included, but when I saw that, I'm like, I want at least two sets. I will see how I'm going to figure out to put it into my classics gray skull. Besides the origins castle oh yeah i mean well, and mm-hmm. that it is so overdue mm-hmm. yeah and you know if you want to put in the classics castle just put down a uh on the right side of the castle put down one or two cans of tuna and then put the <laughs> castle gray skull on top of that that's what i did with the uh mega constructs uh talent fighter uh i put i displayed it with my classics castle and it looks fantastic Yeah, I figured what I'd probably do since I have extra Castle Grayskull mega blocks, build up a base to bring it up to the correct height. Yeah, that works too. And what's nice is uh, that on the the bottom of the uh, Spirit of Grayskull accessory, it has the same, uh, it, you know, the whole for this for the peg, of course, that's already on the Origins Castle. And uh, that that peg is the same size, both on the left side and the right side. You know, the left side where you've got the laser cannon. So you can easily, you can switch the location, right? You can have the flag on the left side if you want. You can have the Spirit of Grayskull on either side. It, it's perfect. And I love that it's translucent. The other thing I'm trying to figure out is how I can wire it to make it glow. Yeah. <sighs> That would be, that's really creative. I like that. Get a little LED and just have it put. My my buddy, uh, he's really good at doing that kind of stuff in his apartment. And he, he always manages to find these tiny little LEDs to backlight some of the stuff like that. And it, nice. it boggles my mind because I don't think like that. I'm just happy, hey, it's on the shelf. And then all of a sudden I go over to his place. I'm like, it's like Toys R Us threw up in here and made it awesome. Like, what the heck? And, uh, he, if if uh, I, I could actually ask him how he could do it, and I'll let you know because uh, uh, that, yeah, that that would be awesome to have like a blue light coming from below it or a green light coming from below it. Have it that uh, give it that spectral. It would have to form. be fun. That and I love how the dungeon grate can slide right into the Origins Castle with that mm-hmm. and cover the sticker. Yeah. That's really creative. And and the you can open it up and then put the the you know the mod, like the big tentacle thing that it comes with. You can actually bend it so you can kind of wrap it around a figure to make it look like it's grasping them, like it's pulling them into the dungeon. And notice that the tentacle it has a uh, an eye on it that makes it look just like the the tentacle monster from um, 
the 2000X cartoon series. Uh, that episode called something like Price of Deceit, where uh, Evelyn's being lowered down into the uh, mm-hmm. you know, lowered down to the, the, the monster that was going to get her, and uh, He-Man actually saved her. Uh, mm-hmm. That eye looks just like the one on that monster. And for everyone who was crying out, where's the robot in the Origins box? Yes. I don't know why it was kept out. <laughs> well, of and... course, I was just going to say kept kept out because of the price point, but it's wonderful that they're giving us this option now. Yeah. I mean, and, the expansion pack with pow- from PowerCon is thirty dollars. That is that's a steal, really, crazy. for an exclusive mm-hmm. set. Yeah, I I ordered two honestly when I ordered my tickets and uh, exclusives because I figured I'd I just in case or if I wanted to, you know, I'm really tempted to to customize like to really paint uh, the whole. Uh, you know, spacesuit figure. But uh, what were you going to say, Sean? I was going to say, I, I, if I remember right, I, and Kelly backed me up the other day when, when I, uh, when I mentioned it, we actually predicted that on this show that that might be an exclusive for Comic Con or for yes. uh, PowerCon. Sorry, not Comic Con. And because I, I, and when I saw it, I'm like, I could have sworn maybe we talked about this, and then it's like, yep, okay, that was cool. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think we guessed every single one correct, which is amazing <laughs> this year. Yeah, there, there you go. I mean, I, I, I know uh, my 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 worry with the uh, the Grayskull pack was my son when I got the Classics Castle. His favorite thing was the spacesuit, the robot, you know, and he the, he was like holding that like it was an action figure and. And I'm like, oh dear God, oh dear God, don't break anything because I don't need to, I don't have the money to buy a new one, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. then when I saw that, I, I got so happy. And then I also put my head in my hands going, I'll never see that again. Like <laughs> it will be here. Cause uh, you, um, I'll, I'll, I wanted to just say quick, I know I, I did it on social media, but uh, thank you to David Clark uh, oh. because he, he did gift my son with a Origins of East Band, which my, oh. my son was completely happy. The thing is, my son discovered these care the, the figures can get ripped apart. So he's enjoying savaging Beast Man every chance he gets. So there's parts of Beast Man all over the basement. And I'm thinking to myself, that's gonna be the spacesuit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not getting the power cut exclusive to have it lost in the basement. And ha- yeah. I feel like, you know, I'll find pieces and just be like, oh, this you was like a locked, special. a locked glass case or something. And, and, and say, oh, these are daddy's uh, toys. It, well, he he knows some of the shelves, <laughs> yes, but there are certain ones where he, they're too tempting, and he'll do it anyway. And all I could see is, oh, this isn't going to end well. But uh, but no, I I actually like that it's an articulated piece because uh, that is something that I wish classics could have done, and they did the way they did it. That's fine, but yeah, this time around, yeah, it's great to have like an actual figure like that now. Yeah. yeah. It's like I could nit- nitpick about some things like the green translucent hands and stuff, but really, I'm just happy that we have it. You know, we can customize them, whatever, but we have it. We, it's, yeah, it's the thing now. Yeah, amazing. It is a thing now. <laughs> Another thing that we had to wait almost 40 years to get in action. Oh, oh. I mean, you think we had a piece of cardboard when we were kids? Yeah. Yeah. We played with cardboard. That's what we, we had. 
We played with cardboard. We liked it. That's how That's right. <laughs> our imaginations were actually how we made everything work. And then, and then you could do the whole walk, you know, 10 miles one way uphill to get to school. You know, you could go through the whole, uh, the, the gamut there if you want. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're really, I'm just so happy with all of these releases. I mean, I feel like we're super spoiled at this point, right? Uh, I mean, look at Wind Raider. You were talking about plugging things into the castle. And they've, they're giving us all these different things that we can, can add to the castle. Like, so Wind Raider... Uh, it's got the flight stand, right? Apparently, you can plug the flight stand into the castle so that you can make it look like the Wind Raider is flying above the castle. Nice. How cool is that? And it's funny how in Dan's interview, real quick, uh, Mattel said uh, that I forget exactly who said it. He said, "Yeah, you can plug other, you know, that and other things into it." Uh, you know, kind of hinting at Talon Fighter. Or, you know, the point dread. Mm-hmm. And I also like that the flight stand has a little console, too. So it's not just a yeah. plain flight stand like we got with the classic. Sorry. Yeah. It was just plain. But they're making the stand as part of the experience for the kid. Where they can it's- have man-at-arms controlling yeah, they want a nice piece, and it's interesting because I mean, like with so many things, it's yeah, we we want to see you know part of us uh, part of us wants to see the same thing over and over again in terms of you know those nostalgia points. You got to hit those nostalgia points, uh, which is important. But uh, it's sometimes nice to see something like this that's an add-on. That's not changing the design, right? You're just adding something else in with it that's new for us to to be excited about. And yeah, it's such a nice piece. Um, I didn't quite catch what what else you can do with that piece. Uh, can you add the base of the the Wind Raider flight stand to the castle, or do you just take the flight stand part of it off and plug that into the top? I didn't catch that part either. Okay. There probably is where you're taking off the clear stand and plugging it in. Yeah. You know, for the price point, I'm wondering if we could have gotten, instead of that stand, if we could have gotten a, I don't know, like a palace guard figure um, for the Wind Raider, which, I mean, you know... I don't think that's really necessary, but just curious. Well, we're getting in the cards. We know we're getting army builders with horde troopers. Yes. So I, I was really kind of nervous, like thinking, okay, so this line is so popular, and you know, scalpers and bots and all that stuff put aside. It's a popular line, and it is yeah. hard to get the toys partially because people just loved them so much and so i'm thinking okay so if they're hard to find now wait until they put out the first army builders oh yes <laughs> and so i'm i'm hoping where where we currently see he-mans and skeletors all over walmart and target i'm hoping we we get the same volume of horde troopers at retail uh maybe not just 
uh, the gray armor, but also a mix of the black armor, red armor, gray armor. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Cause because I, I know with the classics, I really couldn't afford to army build my horde like I wanted to. I right. am using my origins to build my horde army. Yeah. Well, good luck, though, army building PowerCon exclusives. <laughs> well, those, those will be the special ones, but we know we're going to yeah. be getting the great ones at retail. Mm-hmm. They didn't do all the work and engineering, because that's, that's 100% looks like all new tool. And figuring right. the chest box open, that's all new. Yeah, it's like an action feature, right? Mattel is going... Yes, it is. And Mattel's going to use that tool like crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are our stormtroopers. For those who collect Star Wars, they'll understand. I've seen my friends collecting <laughs> where they have over a thousand stormtroopers just lined up with one Darth Vader in the front. Yes. Uh, you know, I'll predict now that we'll see a, you know, this is just my prediction, that we'll see a two-pack of Horde Troopers, and then down the line we'll see a pack that has, you know, at retail that has a black one and a red one, uh, maybe with uh, Filmation uh, Hordak mixed in. And then down the then down the line we'll get also an exclusive set of battle-damaged Horde Troopers with shiny armor. Kind of like we're getting with the shiny battle armor, He-Man, and shiny uh, battle cat with battle damage. Yep. It's kind of weird that uh, with with the the exclusives for PowerCon though, that you're actually planning to think a black and a red one might be on the way at some point because they've broken the taboo of the exclusive stuff with Lords of Power now, and that's bet, interesting. Yeah. Like we never had that hope of anything like that until they just yeah. broke that taboo in the last year and now all of a sudden it's like the the hope can be there and that's just crazy but yeah it's true <laughs> it's so terrible are at retail with less deco not the yeah and, packaging. or, or, or different color deco. change different different color yeah so. like what we're seeing with the beast man lord of power figure is quite different than mm-hmm. uh, what we received in the Lords of Power five pack, um, he looks actually pretty cool. You know, uh, closer to the Red Beast uh, prototype design, with gold armor, uh, a dark red uh, fur, and uh, yeah, changes across the board. You know, with the the gauntlets, with the uh, the belt, uh, yeah, quite different. When I saw that one, I liked it, and I was thinking, you know, if I was a kid again and I was getting these figures to play with, I would be army building that one, too, because Mm -hmm. he would be, like, in the old DC comics, it wasn't just beast man it was beast men and they and he Mm. they would go and attack uh, Avion and stuff, and I like that idea of you could have beast man, the traditional looking one being the leader and then have those guys be all the ones that come with them as his tribe. You know, I would just, 
it, it's like you know it is fun to have that again where your your imagination can really go out thinking oh, yeah. how how would i incorporate that without having to say it's a second beast man now well that's how you could do it you know <laughs> or maybe the the new one with the gold armor is like the chief of their tribe yeah know? and then yeah. beast man's one of the grunts or one of the warriors either way sure yeah yeah, he's pretty cool. I, I'm not a super fan of the head sculpt. I don't know something about the giant teeth. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I I would really like to see eventually uh, the regular Beastman head in the same color on this dark red Beastman figure. But um, otherwise, yeah, he's pretty cool and it definitely makes me want to to buy him. Um, I honestly wasn't really a fan of the the, beef, the Lords of Power Beastman figure that we got in the uh, the original set. Well, we so all one one last set of exclusives that we haven't touched on: the Leo Faker and Duplicat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John, take it away. Oh, um, I, I mean, I, I, I've said this to a, a few friends and stuff. And for me, it's like the Leo stuff. I know that's a collector's dream. But for, for me, I'm like, if you got Faker coming out already, it really doesn't do much for me. And Faker is coming out soon. And then the duplicate, it, it doesn't really, it, it is, it's kind of an odd thing to look at you got the new um the front paws having the the metallic claws on them now so like there's an element of okay it may, it's, they're trying to make it look robotic yet there is in my mind there's like a up oh, 2000x because of those claws you know i mean granted it's a different piece than how battle cat looked there but it, it reminded me of that but i, I don't feel like they pushed the look of it being a robotic tiger quite the right way. It just feels like it's a repaint and that's it. You know, and with those claws and I'm like, okay, I, well, like out I of all the exclusives, that one's the one where I was like, okay. They, whereas like, okay, cool. Horde troopers at least. And then on the other end of the, of the side, it's like, Ooh, spirit of grace call, you know, <laughs> it's needed though. but when I saw the claws on the, Battle on Duplicat, I automatically thought of the CGI image that we saw of Battle Cat. I'm and like, okay, that, that well, yeah. getting that ready for that series. Yeah. But I agree, they didn't push the robotic end. We've seen a lot of customs out there that are a lot better. No, agreed. And I know that was a big hubbub on top of everything else, too. So, um, you know, that, that to me, it, it just like that, that face and, and the way that the silver is on the mouth. And I, I'm no, don't do this, people. Do not listen to Sean. I tell that to my kids all the time, too. But <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like um, it, uh, basically somebody spray painted Panthor blue and he was huffing paint. You know, that's kind of the way it looks to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, 
it just it doesn't capture a feeling of like there's a robotic cat. It's just this mishmash kind of a piece that makes me go like, I if you're telling me what you're doing, I can understand it, but I'm going in a whole different direction because my mind isn't computing this one. Versus, I mean, Leo Faker. Leo Faker's Leo Faker. I mean, you got the the colors around the eyes and stuff. You got the skeletal armor and and you got the havoc stuff. Okay, you know. And to be honest, I think one one of the things about that one probably is the fact you get the orange havoc staff accessory because that's a yet a different accessory that you could display if you wanted to use it with Skeletor if you don't want to have it for Faker. But you know, it's to me. You know how how much is that set? Thirty bucks too, or was that a little more expensive? I think it was a little bit more. See, ha- having sixty dollar one, I believe. Yeah, see, and sixty bucks just for a orange havoc staff to me is like I, it does not compute again. So <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I'm excited for it because now it is legit in canon i mean for years we've all seen tons of duplicates or copycats for faker ride now this legit's it but they could have pushed it a lot more further well so uh yes we have had we have seen several versions of copycat over the years and those were done by Joe Amato. He's a, a very talented customizer. And um, I prefer that that design. But um, more to the point, I feel like what should have happened is, uh, and maybe this can still happen, is that Mattel, they were to have a uh, create a character contest like they did with Classics, and then... You know, if Joe wanted to submit his original creation, then he could have. Um, and uh, then whatever figures they decide on using, you know, whatever designs, then uh, they can announce them as the winners and give the artists credit and uh, go from there. I feel like that would be a, a good way to go about, you know, coming up with some new character designs like this uh, to offer to collectors. Um, and yeah. I kind of personally wish that we got Leo Faker uh, as a maybe a $30 single yeah. offering. Yes. So that we didn't, ha- we didn't get st- stuck buying, you know, the, the duplicate. <clears throat> and I, I would really hope that Faker comes with a sword. And in fact, you know, they could have given him uh, several uh, accessories like you would see with the the deluxe version of some figures, you know, maybe an alternate head, a sword, of course, an extra hand, like a punching hand, so that because he's got that open hand there. Um, Or maybe make it so that you, you have a set that where you can make both Leo Faker and Battle Armor Faker, something like that. No, that would have been that would have been a, definitely a better, better way to handle it. I mean, especially the the people that usually uh, to price that one out for classics. 
you're talking some high high dollars because of how how you know short of a run that one was. So mm-hmm. if they did Leo Faker plus then you add the battle armor to it, that would have probably enticed a lot more people to go. And I don't know how many people ordered ordered this based yeah. on, you know, everything. But for how lackluster that one was compared to the other two offerings, it's like, yeah, battle armor faker plus Leo Faker, you got two different also, you know, exclusive looks to him in that way. And um you know, like I said, that one is a hard one to come by one way or the other for either figure. So you yeah. could have your own version of that on your shelf with Origins that way. Oh, it does actually say on the bottom of the image, comes with additional accessories. Final product may differ. Hmm. Yeah. It's very interesting. So wait and see what are those additional accessories. Yeah. So but that we'll see. was the only news this week, guys. We have been patiently waiting. It seems like forever now, but we got our first look at Revelations. Not just the comic book, but screenshots and 13 seconds of the cartoon. <laughs> 13 seconds of the cartoon with yes because you posted it on your youtube channel as they oh the little teaser yep that was 13 seconds okay (laughs) that counts i mean when we've been waiting this long it counts (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, i'll give it to her on that the score without obear obear through it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which i i've i've told people uh, I, when when that when he transforms on the show there's no way i'm not gonna hear oh bear the whole time it's just gonna i'm just gonna sit there with my head in my hands going this this is an awesome song but i just can't not hear that thank you kevin smith like if there's anything that i have a frustration with uh, that's directed at him it's that because he could have just played the whole thing without saying a word over top of it and save it for the end when he finally does anything. So, yeah. yeah. No, nope. he has ingrained that into all of us Motu fans that we're going to be saying, oh, bear. Oh, bear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. But oh. the screenshots, the art is out of this world. Yeah, it's, yeah, really it's so far proving worth the wait. It, when when they came to PowerCon and did the announcement, and they said who was going to be the animators for the series, in my head, I already had pictures similar to these screenshots. Going, I bet it will look like this. Now, no, he didn't have the H. Uh, HM symbol on his chest because at the time I thought it's still going to look, you know, like very filmation esque with the cross and all that stuff. Fine, but the 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 characters, the design, and everything. If you've watched uh, Castlevania, you watch Size Manos, you've watched uh, Blood of Zeus. It's like it's this is the next thing. It just boom. It, it's not like they're doing something completely different and and what i love for me being who i am it feels like 
you got some of the old filmation, but you also have a little 2002 mixed in there, 2000X. And I was and the only one that felt that way. No, I, no, no. I've seen it a lot in groups this week where they're like, it, it feels more 2000X than filmation to people. Yeah, I, I think it, it has a definite 2000X vibe. I mean, I'm loving it. Uh, Yuka was pointing out the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very happy. With that. Yeah. He, he did the uh, comparisons. Of, here's a here's a close up of Skeletor. Here's that close up of the new uh, screenshot. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and I uh, that that one in particular where it's Skeletor and He Man going head to head with each other. It's like that looks like out of the first the the third part of the first the beginning when they go head to head because he's trying to 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 uh, rescue King Randor. I'm looking at that going like I can I can hear the noise of the twirling again in my head just looking at that image because of how often that was used (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) well yeah i i really like how some of these designs came out and uh comparing them with 2000x i'm thinking like this is a little better you know like i I like he-man better than well i like the face and and you know some other stuff uh, about him i like better than the 2000x and Skeletor as well, you know, a little, little, little here and there, but um, yeah, s- some other designs, not so much, but kind of like, <clears throat> for example, Evelyn. We've only seen one screenshot of Evelyn, and in that particular screenshot, and you, you know, you see uh, what, what's her name, like Andra, Andra, and mm-hmm. I think Tila and Orko and Roboto. Yeah, if you Roboto. look in the background, you notice that yeah, they're they're in the Arctic, like they're in somewhere very cold, and you see the fur on Evelyn's outfit and whatnot. I think that they're wearing different outfits than they normally would, because of the environment that they're in. And I and I think that's that scene is from the third episode, by the way. Um, so you know, I'm definitely holding off judgment about those designs, but uh, but yeah. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. I so far I have loved it. I love how they even did the auroras with the sorceress. And for the filmation geek geeks out there, no 3M tape was used for this probably because back in the 80s to do that same effect, mm-hmm. they actually used scotch tape every time. <laughs> Light Hope or any of those auroras coming up. So, uh, Filmation went through a lot of uh, scotch tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when I saw that, that right there said, oh my God, they brought in elements from both cartoons. You've got me, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually... Um... I think the one that got me the most is the Adam raising the sword because uh, I was crossing my fingers because yes, filmation for budgetary reasons, he was the same body type as E-Man when he was Adam. Okay. You know, even as a kid, I just overlooked that it was what it was. And it was, you know, it was the, okay, he looks that way, but he doesn't have the ability to punch something into orbit when he's Adam, you know, and I kind of justified it in my head, but I love seeing they're going there where he looks he looks younger in his face he looks young and the body type is very 2000x but with filmation and 
it's like, you know, you got me, you got me based on that one there. And, and, uh, yeah, everything else at this point, it's like, I, I, it's just like how we are as fans. Every time we get a little something, we want a little more. And, you know, the, for the minute I saw that, I'm like, well, where's my teaser? Where's my trailer? And uh, last night, actually, on uh, Fat Man Beyond, he he said they actually, um, he and the writers of the show got together and they watched the first five episodes that we're going to see on July 23rd. And uh, he even said about the teaser and they were both really like giddy about it. And then they're like, well, we don't know when that's going to be released. They're like, stop talking about it then. And uh, it's like, ah, you know, like every time you give me a little something. Yeah, it's picture. (laughs) But that's the Jersey way. Every other word has to be an F bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's. I mean, honestly, I I think that's where if if it doesn't get you, if these didn't get you, and the teaser doesn't get you, don't bother. You know, like. Well, I mean, I that's that's the thing. Like powerhouse to me is. Uh, I, I think their animation, the designs are, are usually really well done, but it's their choreography, it's their action, it's it's their even their staging and and the atmospheres they bring to this stuff. And so, like to to just go, okay, this is what I'm about to watch, but I want to see it in action now, and only made it even harder for me to have to sit and wait, knowing the tra- the teaser is probably another month off at this point. So, yeah, but we're so close. It's got to be around the corner. I'd say the teaser will come out early June because that's that when Netflix likes to start teasing things a month ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it's premiering July 23rd. Yep. And between now and then, we're I'm sure we'll see a trailer, more screenshots. Um, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I thought that Kevin at some point within the last few months said that that we were, we would see more voice actor announcements. We'll see. Well, it could be in the second half of the first season. Remember, 10 episodes and they're splitting them into five and five. Yes, I think the first five are considered the first episode or something like that. Well, the way I see it is we're getting two movies. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, we're yeah. going to be binging it straight through. So oh, yeah. it's going to be a motion picture, about two hours. <laughs> so we're well, going to be two. The. Yeah, yeah, it would be it'd be it'd be a little over two and a half hours in total, I guess, because these are supposed to be longer than the typical filmation episode, if I remember right. Yep. So I mean, it would yeah. be like us watching an MCU movie. Hey, <laughs> sign me up. I'm not worried about that any day of the week. So, but uh, uh but I can't wait to. We also got a first look at the toys that go with the series, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> it doesn't away. sound that sure. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, 
I'm not as excited about it, them as Origins figures, but, um, I'm, you know, go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to see what E-Man is holding in that pose that he ha- has in his box, because it looks like he should be carrying a football or something. A football. <laughs> well, he has his one arm stretched out where it's in a weird position. Yeah. So that one had me like, okay, is something supposed to be in that section that they're just not showing us? That's yeah, just, just in a weird position. It's natural for a toy to be in that position. Well, it, when when they uh, when they had classics, he had to be in that pose that they put him in all the time, and then that ended up making the the ankles a little loose because they're in that pose the entire time. So like I'm expecting it, it when I get mine, the, uh, the left arm will just be the loosest left arm I've ever had in my life. And I'll just be sitting there with like the floor polish or that, uh, the Kiki, uh, loose figure yeah, yeah. fix stuff and going crazy and whatever. Cause it wouldn't feel like a master's figure without having to do something to it to make it less, less mobile than it needs to be. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited for well there's two the main one is Mossman it definitely has a four horseman vibe to it with the detail well and and I want to point out that these figures are not being sculpted by four horsemen this is done in house no that's why I said a four horseman feel cause I'm just wanting to Make that clear. I know for a few places I saw online that are like, oh, that must be sculpted by the Four Horsemen. I'm like, yeah. no, it's all in house, but definitely their influence on Mossman is felt. The other one that I'm looking for is Skelegod. I mean, that looked like it just came out of the DC Comics. If I remember, that was Injustice. When he had the mm. ram set. Yeah. Well, now we've got a skeleton and a skele god. <laughs> and the battle cat, when you take off his helmet, actually has a cringer face on it. Mm-hmm. First time we're getting an articulated cringer face. Because in classics, we only got the slug. We did not have a cringer in Vintage or 2000X. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I love the idea. Um, the sculpt and looks like it's pretty, pretty old. But. I mean, the, the face is still slightly off, but at least it's going in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's something they haven't done before to say, okay, let's make it so that you just pop the, you know, take off the armor and suddenly he's cringer. That's that's a really cool concept. And of course, you could say that, you know, you can do that already with classics or whoever. But but yeah, you know, Battle Cat's always had that ferocious um, sculpt, right? That that expression. And this one's very different. Um, You know, again, to me, it looks like Cringer is an old man at this point. But uh, yeah, very interesting changes to the 
the the armor um and uh yeah it, it should be interesting to see uh what he looks like in the cartoon well those weren't the only toys that we got a first look at guys remember we're getting two netflix cartoons we got to see the kitty version of he-man and they put out two he-man and a skeletor any anytime that the name battle armor is associated with he-man if it isn't a silver or gray armor it, it really throws me off and that one definitely took put me for a loop uh when i found that out that one that one i was a little like oh okay but I the way I look at it is it was fun to finally get this is what this is going to look like in a high res form because we haven't seen any high res image from that from that uh, show so far. So yeah, all um, we got was the logo with Heenan and Battle Cat. Yeah, and and we had those the silhouette of He Man, and we had the. Uh, the face of Skeletor to just have like a little teaser. And now we get to see a little bit more. And um, I, I guess, you know, like I don't look at them and go, I hate them and I don't think they're garbage. And I don't think any, I'm not going to be any of those guys at all. Cause I, I don't, there's a reason they're doing them the way they're doing them, you know? And it's like, you know, Mattel wouldn't be, wouldn't be doing this if they didn't feel there was a legitimate reason to do it and put the brand out there. Um, like I said, my son now, he got into this stuff and he's all about like, we, we had an epic battle just between He-Man and Skeletor in the basement the other week that scared me to death because he just kept coming at me as He-Man and I'm like, geez, get away from me after a certain point because he got so into it and I'm like, I'm getting him the sword so he can go after you. Uh, uh, yeah, and I said on the last time, I'm scared to death. That's elder abuse at this point. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I look at it this way: it's like it, you know, the, this new show. Um, I'm actually more interested in the show than I am in the figures. But if I'm watching the show and he gets into that show with me, I have no problem going to pick those up, and those can be his, and he can enjoy them however he chooses, because they definitely look durable and they look like they're meant for kids. They, they remind me a little of like imagine X figures, the big ones that, that they have, yep. the chunky mm-hmm. ones. And, and, uh, you know, my, my son likes that kind of stuff. And, and, and on top of that, if you tell him that's he man and Skeletor and he gets to scream, I have the power at the top of his lungs. He's all about it right now. So it's a good time <laughs> and it's a bad time at the same time. Cause I'm scared to death for my life some days, but, <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, they're they're not meant for us. That's the way I look at it. And anybody right. that was that was coming out being negative about it online since that uh, video was released, I'm kind of scratching my head, going like, y- you do know you're not for right. It's okay not <laughs> to like it. You don't have to be a jerk though. You don't have to turn it into a, a personal assault because this isn't your He-Man. There's revelation for that. There's origins. I'm sure they'll have other avenues available after these have done their time and, and made, you know, made it through the fandom. And it's like, you know, this is for the kids who, if you want the brand to keep going, the next generation to pick it up, that's what this is about, you know? And, but, you know, and I, I saw so much vitriol about it. It just, it kind of hurt just going like, yeah, 
this isn't like a gatekeeper thing. You don't have to keep it that it's always going to be what you have chapter and verse. You can make it something different that can appeal to a new generation. And and you know what? It might make them go just as crazy as you did on your, you know, your bedroom floor and your living room floor or whatever, when you were four and five years old after watching filmation for an afternoon, you know, I mean, that's just me, but yeah. When I, when I saw the toys, I'm like, this is perfect to introduce the new generation. The pictures look a lot like what you're seeing on t- current animation that you're seeing on TV now. Yeah. Good for the younger kids. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I love it, actually. Bring some new things to the table. Maybe there's going to be a new mythos. I I wouldn't be surprised, um, and that's something I've been spitballing with people. And like this one strikes me as I don't remember if I talked about it on on here or not, but the the, the new one for Netflix really strikes me as they're taking what Thor said in his first movie to heart, where it's you know magic is science you haven't figured out yet. And there's this feeling to this of that that could be the way they're using it where, you know, we don't see the savage barbarian side, but we're going to see maybe like a technological slash mystical side this time. And that interests me on a whole like, well, this is going to be maybe a whole new way that I can't chapter and verse go. This is what they're going to probably tell the story about then. You know, even like how the Shiva show uh, on Netflix did. There were definitely things to that where it's like, well, this isn't what I remember from my childhood. So where are they going with this? And that's what kept me coming back, you know, and um, cross fingers that the payoff is a little better than what they did with Shira, to be honest. But I, you know, I still this this has my curiosity even more than Revelation, because we know even less about this one still. Right. I, you know, I, I'm coming into it with zero expectations. I know it's definitely not for us adults. It's for the kids, and those are, I'm sure, very inexpensive toys that we're we're seeing pictures of, and and yeah, um, I hope the kids enjoy it. That's about as much interest as I have in that series at this point. <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of brands out there where they. Like uh, the 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 brands that I can think of where they've actually done something like what they're doing with Masters right now, uh, like I can think Star Wars, Ninja Turtles, Transformers, right off the top yeah. of my head, where they had Transformers right away. Yeah, it's like okay, here's a line that's dedicated to this show that we're putting out, and this show is directed towards five to seven year olds, or you know something like that. And then here's this, and then this is going to be like they have the Netflix Siege. War for Cybertron show that it's for us, you know, for people that, that have loved it since they were kids and all this. And it's like, you know, Masters never had that chance. Masters was always something where if it didn't keep, keep making a billion dollars, they just kind of said, well, we're done with it. And then when they relaunch it again, it didn't meet the criteria they wanted. They, they drop it again. And then it becomes the, the, you know, collector line. And it's something the fans keep you know, it kept bringing along and we, we won't let it die and all this. But I, 
I got to give them props. I, I don't know everything they're planning because I don't understand some other logic and what they're doing on like origins at points or uh, even, even like the selection with the master verse. It's like Mossman being one of the first waves. That's impressive because that I wouldn't have ever thought Mossman would be a first wave character until that show. But then, um, you know, it's like with this, I'm like, I applaud the fact that they're thinking in that way where they're trying to diversify this and it's something special for each age group and it honors something for each age group now instead of it always having to be the same thing since they learned that in 2000X that kids were like, well, why is he always in fur shorts? And they didn't mm -hmm. understand that concept. And now it's like, well, kids can have their version. He looks a little more like Thor. And then, you know, uh, us, you know, OGs. Now we got the Revelation cartoon and all that. And it's 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 kind of nice that everybody can have their version and it won't die off maybe as easily this time. Of course, the live action movie is not coming out at least until next year because uh, it's it was said by... I forget if he's a director or whatever, but um, yeah, it, it's not going to be filmed until next year. Yeah, that, that one. I, that ahead. is just an ongoing curse in a movie. <laughs> I've given up on that. <laughs> yeah. And of course, it's back to rumors like, "Oh yeah, the guy who played Thor, he might—he's being considered for the role of He-Man," and, and on and on. Yeah. Look, I wouldn't mind watching him in furry underwear running around Eternia. A lot of other ladies and some guys that would join me on that one. Uh, uh, Thor, he's wearing way too much clothing. Especially with the bot that he has. <laughs> I, I think, I think, David, I think you and I need to leave the show so Kelly can have a moment here. <laughs> no, well, um, it, it, what's what's funny is my mom took me in 1987 to go see the the live action movie like two or three times that summer because I couldn't get enough of the fact. Holy crap! It's Masters of the Universe, and she she did. Didn't take me because she had a Dolph Lundgren thing at all. She just, she's like, okay, you want to go see it? Let's just go see it. And she took me in. You know, it's like I'd bug her to see it again and all that. This will be the first He-Man movie that if they even do it and Chris Hemsworth's in it, there's no doubt about it. My mom's going. My mom's going to call me up, going, when are we going? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like you and I are going to go watch He-Man again. This is like summer of '87 all over again, mom. This is there great. And then the whole time it'll be her just looking at him, and I could hear her going. He's so nice. That's because that's what she says every time she references him. So, yeah. That's great. Well, you know, to go back to what you said about Mossman being in the first wave of Masterverse, right? Um, I was thinking, because I, I did that, I don't know if you saw that updated ro uh, voice actor roster banner that I made today. Mm -hmm. uh, so, what I find interesting is you've got Kevin Conroy as Merman. And yeah. Alan Oppenheimer's Mossman, and it makes me think. Okay, so wh what are they going to do with the story then? If they're giving a, a, you know, if they're giving Merman to this top talent, and there's so much talent to go around in this series, then are they going to really play up Merman? Are they really going to play up Mossman? 
I mean, you know, it'll be very interesting to see what they do with these characters. Yeah, I I kind of took it with Moss Man that he like um I I keep going to 2000X cuz that one's the one that always made me like I liked him on 2000X a lot cuz up until that show I didn't really give a crap about Moss Man. And I know uh I know a buddy of mine who would have probably been like heresy and I'd be like he, he was a guy that got little dust bunnies stuck on him when I was a kid. He was a more of an annoying figure to me to keep him clean than he was to play with. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I kind of having Alan Oppenheimer being his voice makes me go, is he going to be almost like a, a sage warrior character that helps He-Man and get almost like instead of if they bring in Zodak, having him be that guy maybe in this right, yeah. this time out i don't know i mean like alan oppenheimer is also he he is definitely an older uh, performer so i don't know if they did it as like a tribute to him to put him in the first wave and, since he is you know a generational actor that's been involved i don't know i have a feeling that could be the reason putting it out he is up there he is the link to the filmation for all of us. Mm-hmm. This way, I mean, that is the one figure that, out of all of them, has a lot of detail, too. Yeah, I I like the look of him in this one. And I know there's a lot of people that are just like, oh, it's Swamp Thing. But it's like... It, when when we were younger and, and they basically said, okay, take B-Span, flock them, and let's run with this... It's like, you know, there was a certain amount of, if you figured that out, if you looked at him and you actually, I never saw it until I was older. When, and when I'm like, oh, it's, it's Mossman. And it's like, wait a minute, you know? And then I'm like, and, and, then, and then all of a sudden the Stinkor mystery came to be about Merman and him. I'm like, oh my God, look at what they're doing here. <laughs> but, um, you know, and it, but, but it fooled me when I was a kid because all that mattered was here's this new figure that had a different story that you could tell with them or, you know, you could add them to the, to the figures to tell more stories or, or whatever. Um, but I, I just enjoy that he looks like a completely – he's a departure from what we've known, but he also looks a little more even like his, his name makes more sense now yeah. rather than just being flocked he looks like he he has that like um like a woodland god kind of a feel like they kind of they were going in that direction 2000x and it makes me really excited to see what they do with them in here because if they continue some of that or if they do something even different than that it, again he's a character now that i'm actually he's on my radar more because of those things and i like that he looks so unique because of that, it's not the typical buck, like with He-Man and Skeletor, that you can see. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to see how Alan does Moss Man and um, just all of these characters. I mean, we look at the screenshots, and I'm sure a lot of us, myself included, still have this idea in our head that it's gonna, they're, they're going to sound just like the 80s cartoon, and they won't. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it'll take some getting used to, but I'm sure that, uh, it'll, it'll turn out great. And, uh, it, it, look, we've got Hero in this series. Oh my God. And we've got Elaine, Elena from the Filmation cartoon series. Oh my God. 
Scareglow. Scareglow. Yeah, Scareglow. And like the minute they put him and Hero on that list, I my jaw hit the floor like deep cuts. Like Kevin yeah. Smith always says that, but it's true. You're getting some characters that not not only like in the fan community, Hero is a respected character, and they want him done well and all that, and that's why the King Grayskull deal it, you know it, it rubs people the wrong way certain fans and then with Scareglow, i mean heck he, the only time we've had him so far is either comic book or mini comics we've never had him in this level and then he's going to be harder to find because yeah. everybody's going to want one not just us <laughs> Scareglow so, has always been a hard figure to find exactly always, yeah. so it's going to be even worse now <laughs> Every, but, at this point everybody knows Scareglow, you 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 do what you have to to get them. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I, I'm down to one kidney. So yeah, we're we're yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, the the uh, Fat Man Beyond podcast. I, I watched that late last night after the the live recording happened, and I there are so many people in the fandom who love this, and they're getting annoyed, and and even worse, they're just annoyed over the fact that they legitimately believe this is supposed to be chapter and verse filmation and i like i i actually i I wish i could reach out to kevin and go you might not want to say exactly that when you talk to the fans because the fans really expect they think that we're going to get like return of faker but with the new show in honoring it you know the way that and and he's been saying this for two years almost and so in that way, it's like I I feel like in what David just said about he thinks he's going to hear John Irwin talking for He-Man or, you know, uh, Alan Oppenheimer Skeletor. And it's like there's a part of me that every time I hear that, I'm like, I just don't want people to hate this because their expectation or their. And I know I know David isn't that person. I know David understands. But I'm just saying yeah. it, it, for uh, fans that aren't involved in talking about the news like this and they're they're just isn't there a new show coming out this year and there's how many groups where that happens every day of the week that these the new fans come it's like you know i really wish kevin would say a little differently what this is supposed to be versus the way he's been doing it because when you look at the stuff it's like it's not identical you could say this is very much a love letter like he says sometimes but you don't want to let them down you know sure well i agree with you that I think he's going to hear that backlash because we have a group that is very literal with our fandom. Yeah. They're going to say, you promised us filmation. Yeah. You said this was going to be a continuance of the cartoon I had as a child. Yeah. And even this week with, you can see it is not a hundred percent filmation. It is not a hundred percent Mike Young production. It's exactly. a hybrid. It is a hybrid. And and even this week there was somebody in one of the groups saying, I need to watch the final episode of Filmation to get ready for the new show. And I'm like, You're really serious, aren't you? Like <laughs> and there is a part yeah. of me that I, I'm like it never was meant to be a continuous. The only one that really was a continual other than Secret of the Sword when they introduced Shira and you had that five part each day of the week, the Monday through Friday, you had a continuous. Uh, it, it's House yeah. of Shakoti. That's the only right. other one they did and that the with. Of, and the five-part miniseries, they only took the theater version and chopped it up and added a little bit more animation 
so they would have 22 minute seg- segments. Sure. So well, I, I'm just it, I'm worried for people. That's all. I'm trying if to you, say, yes. yeah. Well, if you wa- actually watch the last episode, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it is if, as I recall, the last time you see Skeletor in the filmation cartoon. He's being carried off by or chased by the uh, one of the meteorbs. I would have to go back and rewatch because, off the top of my head, I can't remember that episode. I just remember the episode where they're in space with two people. I just remember they're in space and um, He Man is being helped by the red. What is it like a lion or something? Uh, meteor and yeah, meteor cat. <laughs> meteor. There you go. <laughs> because we actually saw that in the uh, Shira series, because it was Hordak and Skeletor uh, with the, He-Man and Shira in okay. space. Because they the, had the yeah, I haven't seen Shira in a long time. Horses, <laughs> plus the meteorbs. See now, I, now I feel like an idiot because I can't think of it because I, I, I don't remember filmation chapter and verse like like other fans out there. But it wasn't the final okay. episode of, of filmation actually for He Man. Wasn't that the one where he carries Tila off into the sunset? And he, no, no, okay, no. then there you go. I, I get a lot of people think it was because when they put together the BCI collection, yeah. And I believe it was James Ecott working on it. They put the price of power. That's the one that you're thinking of. Last, but it isn't. It's actually episode 110. Hmm. And number one fan voted filmation episode out of the He-Man series. But it's not the final episode. That I get into a lot of fights online about, and I can, I have several sources, including cells from that series that say it's episode 110. And the background of the ice, the ice background, I actually have that too. (laughs) Looks Looks like it might be, the last episode might be, where is it? The Cold Zone. Uh, that aired November 21st, 1985, where it says the evil Cobra Khan visits the heroic warriors offering a truce in exchange for help. He tells them that his people, the Raptons, are in need of help. Someone has extinguished the furnace uh, which heats their underground kingdom, plunging the cold, the whole kingdom into severe coldness. Wait, aren't they cold-blooded? And anyway... Uh, Man at Arms tells viewers they aren't cold blooded. Doesn't mean they can survive in cold. Just means their body temperature is regulated by the outside, where we're considered warm blooded because we're able to self monitor our temperature. That's why he said they're going to freeze and they're cold blooded. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, science teacher and me. <laughs> this episode is actually called Kelly Schools Everybody. That's all there is to it. And, that, and that's fine. I have no hey, problem with that. To class. 
I honestly, though, I for years I kept thinking that that ending was oh He Man and Tila walking off, and her going, "It's okay, you can put me down now." Are yeah. you sure? Maybe I need to walk a few more steps and all that. And yeah. I, I was like, "That's such a cute ending," you know. And then, yeah. now I find out it's it's Cobra Khan. It's like oh, oh. <laughs> it's like there, there's this kind of like bad taste in my mouth. Like I I'm I don't like that. Like. <laughs> Let's see them walking <laughs> off into the sunset. That's that's like the perfect ending to a, a series, you know, or whatever. But whatever. Eh. Well, it's, I mean, it, so often a TV show or cartoon series, they're not planning. You know, they don't expect the series to end. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hoping for another series, but then nope, that's all you get. Well, that's that's why uh, there's always that bad taste in my mouth, even with 2000X, because the final shot you see is everybody congratulating Zodak and him flying off, smiling, and, and then it's like, nope, that's it. No more for you. And, and like, then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, but we're cheering on Zodak for the final episode. Awesome. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it would be nice to see them do something like what they did for um, I watched this documentary for this show, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, where they brought after many years, they brought back the uh, original writers and producers and they said, OK, uh, let's spend a day and write out what the next season would look like. And they did an it was a really impressive job. They did laying out the whole next season that you, you will never see. It'll never be produced, but if you if the original writers were going to continue the series, this is what they would have done. And uh, you know, they did a lot of like animation and stuff to show you, you know, to illustrate what it would look like. I'd love to see something like that with Masters of the Universe. I would too, but the the only thing that makes me sad is we're at the age now where some of the people that were very heavy hitters yeah. in the in the creativity. Are no longer with us, and like of course. like uh, yeah. Larry Dottilio not being here, especially that guy had one of the best handles on the mythology, both from filmation and in two thousand X. Pretty much any episode yeah. he did, I always felt yeah. he really wanted to expand the mythology in an interesting way. Even when I was a kid, it 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 made me go, "There's a depth to this that that you know." You might not get with other writers who might just go, hey, it's a job, you know, or whatever. But Larry, you can mm-hmm. always get that passion. So, like, somebody like him not being there, I'm like, man, I I, I don't even have the heart to want to hear it in some ways. Because yeah. I, I I talked to uh, James Etock a little bit about that. And I said it, it would have made my day if he would have been able to head one of the, the like, the new incarnation somehow. It, mm-hmm. it, like, after 2000X, if they could have hired him to redo the whole show what would his vision of it have been? I, I think it would have been staggering to just sit there and go, Oh my God, he finally got, he got to write the Bible of everything and he got to do yeah. be the showrunner yeah. this time around. Cause he got it, you know, but, um, well, and it's okay because we've got James E talk to continue the series for us. And that's true. More Kickstarters. Let's do this. <laughs> More Kickstarters. Uh, More kicks- see, <laughs> right now, he is very busy. He has nine new minutes of animation to do for the yes. Return of Faker. His yes. Kickstarter yeah. is mind-boggling. Almost four times the amount of the initial plan. Because so they only wanted 30000 they got 
Uh, what was it? 14? They got 140 something. I know it was just shy of exactly four times their starting. It ended up being, where is it? Um, should we show up right away, right? Um, it was 1,200. 12, oh, there it is. 1,200 backers, 114,500. Oh, 114. Yeah. I'm sure he would have oh. loved 140, though. Sorry. Sorry, James. I can't <laughs> yeah. do 30, 30 grand for you right now. But yeah, that's still amazing. And, and that was something where, you know, just knowing that this is out there and it's not even, I mean, yes, it's unofficial and all that stuff, but it just goes to show you the fandom is there. You know, again, it's, you know, the fans really kicked in and did something wonderful with that. And it, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, like I, I've said, too. So, absolutely. Yeah. And, and Even we, was saying his congratulations. And when he was saying thank, all his thank yous, he's like, I wish Renee was here to see it. I'm like, don't bring that up, please. Now you got me crying. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like, like he posted that the other day, and and it, it didn't get me crying. It made me smile because I I could hear him, and unfortunately, I didn't know him as long as as you did, Kelly. But it, just knowing him for as long as I got to know him, I could already hear the enthusiasm he'd have, knowing that all of this stuff is going to happen and it's all going in such a positive direction. So that was. Yeah. That was that was very heartwarming to know. He's probably smiling right now, going, "Oh, just you eight guys." <laughs> so, yeah, that, oh, that was pretty everything. Awesome. That was pretty awesome seeing that from from James. Yeah, yeah like put a big smile on my face. Okay, I think we can wrap up this episode, guys. Sure. I don't think we missed. Any of the big news? I mean, it was Christmas in May. May, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it'll be Christmas in July when the show finally airs, and people binge it probably in a morning. So, (laughs) yeah, just because I'm going to be setting my alarm for twelve oh one. Uh, yeah, I I don't know how I'm going to pull that off. Hopefully, they will release it at twelve oh one. Eastern time, not like what Disney Plus did with WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where East Coast time meant 3 a.m. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be like that, okay. though. All right, that is all the time we have for now. Thank you so much for listening in. And if you like this video, please give it a like and subscribe to our channel to let us know you want to see more content. And stay tuned for more episodes of the Council Podcast every other week. Until next time, stay safe and good journey, everyone.